I don't know why I clapped. There's no reason for that. <laughs> Got rid of the overlay. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing, unboxing. Unboxing. We've podcast. got a cardboard monolith behind us. Yeah, it just showed up there. Uh, it was either the Crawleys or the Rosicrucians or the... The Illuminati put it there. The Bilderbergers. <laughs> the Bilderbergers? Is that what they're called? I have no idea what you're talking about. The Oak... Oak Grove. Oak Grove, people. Anyways, our first ad was sent to us uh, by Tyler Estes. Yes. Um, these are for plaid guitars. They've gone to plaid. Um, I did a screen grab of another one I found that sold for 680 but the ones sent to us by, from Tyler were listed at $3,000. Uh, two of them look like they're missing off of reverb now, and the other two are down to $2,700 currently. That's the current price. All right. Uh, the one that you grabbed the full listing for says, this is a TV yellow, or sorry, this is a 1996 Samic TV20, which was designed by Blue Saraceno. Uh, it has an ivory-bound alder, bound, ivory bound alder body <laughs> in rare black, yellow, blue plaid finish. The body is in excellent overall condition with a few signs of player wear. It has a rice-sized dent in the clear coat above the bridge and a scratch above the Floyd. There's a small finish crack coming off either side of the neck pocket and a wear area. I don't da -da 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 -da. care about the wear on the da -da -da. one that already sold. Dooby dooby dee. The guitar is hung on a wall in my game room as a piece of art since 1999. The body, neck, and hardware have been clean. Okay, okay, okay. We don't need information. Comes with the case, Ryan. Okay, it comes with the case. We don't need information on the particular one that sold. I'm just looking at these like, oh my gosh, plaid guitars. I've never seen these plaid guitars before, and it's crazy that people are trying to get three grand for them. Yeah. When they're Samics. I know Samic is a huge factory, and they made guitars as OEMs for basically every brand in existence. Mm -hmm. Your Fenders, your Gibsons, your Ebenezes, and you know everyone. I'm pretty sure a Samic factory is behind it. But I maybe I'm just out of the loop. I don't ever remember hearing about any Samix that are branded Samic going for three grand. Yeah. I Plat think this is not. all about the finish and I guess it, whatever it's association is with blue Saraceno. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. He's a guy. He's some guy in 1993. He was in the band poison. Oh, okay. For like a tour after they fired Richie Kotzen. Um, and then, uh, he recorded an album with them, but the album got, shelved uh and then uh, so he was he, almost on a poison album yeah basically he was in a band called i don't yeah he's like he's like he's known actually i remember nam i want to say nam 2018 i think he would performed in the ernie ball booth and i was like who's that and people were like <laughs> how do you not like oh that's blues i'm like what no i'm like no that's that's like not blues. That's a different kind of music. Right, right. They're like, no, that's blues. I'm like, that is not Joe Bonamassa. Who, who's on first? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, he's he's a name I recognize. And uh, 
leave a comment if we're idiots for not knowing who it is. We're idiots. We're, we can admit no, we're No, I mean, idiots. we're idiots. I'm just saying leave us if it, we're idiots for this. The question is, what kind of idiots are we? My main issue with this, I mean, forget all the, forget the price. Maybe these are worth $3,000. Maybe they are a collector's thing, and I don't know. My main issue with this is I could never play a plaid guitar because it would just disappear <laughs> against me, Like especially during the winter. I just wear plaid pretty much every single day because if you're a man, you, there's really only three options for your shirts. You've got solid colors. You've got stripes. And you've got plaid, which is kind of like stripes. It's just a lot of stripes going two directions. I didn't realize this when we were looking at, at this before, but the in the corner, the blue blue and yellow one, that one's a Samick. Mm-hmm. The white one and the red and white one, those are I look like the same body shape and everything. But the green one, that's a Yamaha. Oh, weird. That is uh, not the same. Uh, that's a different guitar. It's what is with all these plaids? Yeah, what's going on? And that one, there's actually one of those uh, watermelon ones on Re- Reverb for oh, it's sold apparently for fifteen hundred. That's less than three thousand. So maybe someone bought a bunch of like was c- buying all of these up, and they then, have to have all the plaid guitars, and then decided to uh, sell them or like relist them. Also, apparently, uh, Blues is an Ernie Ball uh, Music Man player now, so not playing. These uh, things, huh? Well, it that's why like they're you, so it, limited, is because he you can't even get them anymore because he switched to Ernie Ball, and now Ernie Ball's making plaid guitars. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you gotta be, uh, you gotta be like into this. Gotta, Are you into you gotta it? Know who it is? Do you want I, a plaid guitar, Steve? I kind of like this. I kind of like the watermelon one. I don't. The, the, the it's, pink a super, the, it's a super strat, so it's kind of dumb. Like, yeah, I yeah. I shouldn't say it's dumb. I just don't like. Well, I don't from like that perspective. I don't care about. I don't it. really like this the Samick shape either, which is like the Ernie Ball ish kind of shape, I guess. No, it's like a Godin radiator. Right. It's it's like a Tele and a Les Paul smushed together shape. Um, yeah, I don't really like any of these shapes. If you were going to have a plaid guitar, what shape would you want it to be? I mean, I would want it to be in the same shape that every guitar that I want to be in. <laughs> a uh, reverse flying V. Telecaster. <laughs> I can see with a plaid Telecaster. A reverse flying T. I mean, it really is a thing where, like, if you if you get one of these, it dooms you to not being able to wear plaid, which I think is a dangerous thing to do. No, you just have to wear matching plaid. And then it just disappears? Or clashing plaid, because then it's funny. Clashing plaid. Like you, you wear like red, a uh, red plaid guitar over like a green plaid shirt, oh, and now yeah. you're ready for Christmas. Yeah, that's my Christmas guitar. These are Christmas guitars. I mean, you bust these out for the winter, and it's like there it is. There's the Christmas. The guitar. yellow and blue one would be your. Uh, that's why Ted Co- or Ted uh, Ted Koppel. I don't know why Ted Koppel's a news actor. Earlier at the beginning, of the, uh, before the show started, uh, Koppel uh, sent us. Um, Five bucks in a super yeah. chat and said, "Go Chargers!" It's because of this guitar. Oh, because it's the Chargers color. Also, this guitar is the same color scheme as the sixty cycle home logo. That's true too. So now you have to get now, this guitar. Yeah, okay, we're gonna scrap together three thousand bucks, and I'm gonna get this. No, guy's. just send him an offer and say, "Dude, we know you bought this off of Reverb for seven hundred dollars." <laughs> We'll give you $900, and you're going to shut the hell up. <laughs> Big thanks to Koppel for super chatting us that five bucks. We're going to use that money for things that money are, are, is used for. <laughs> so anyways, uh, what's new? 
Uh, what's new is this cardboard monolith behind us. I'm going to get up and I'm going to open this. This was sent to us by a uh, sponsor of the show. We'll do the sponsor spot. No, we can do the sponsor you know, do right now. Do you have a what's new? Do you have a what's new? No, let's do the sponsor right now. You can yeah, t- we're going to jump straight into the sponsor. We'll do this one up first. Bigger Pedals Bigger, sent us that cardboard yeah, box. Yeah, this was sent to us by Karen and Grant over at Bigger Pedals. They make... Uh, pedals that are great yes great pedals um and they make them themselves out of their own sweat and their dreams uh i i think i don't think i mentioned this the last time we recorded because i think it happened after the last time we recorded but i finally had a chance to plug in my albi and that thing has a freaking it's fun right yeah yeah um and it does all the work for you You don't have to do all those deep dives into sub menus to make you know a bunch of like Bunch of modulation and reverb and delay sounds. It's all just sitting right there for you. Just scrolling like, oh, that's the one. I'll just stop there and adjust the mix, you know? Yeah, so uh, head on over to BigGearPedals.com and let's find out what's yeah. in this thing. All right, you go open it up, Steve. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to uh, do a play-by-play. Steve has approached the cardboard box. This is a big cardboard box for the audio podcast listeners. Uh, it's heavy, too. There is a case. There's a case inside. What kind of case? Is this is it the kind of case that Columbo would try to solve, or is it a guitar case of some variety? This was purchased from the Victor Litz Music Center in Maryland. Steve, stop stalling. Pull it out of the box. We want to see it. <laughs> Whatever it happens to be. We actually, we actually have no idea what it is. Grant has been teasing us both all week, oh telling us that we're gonna that he's gonna send us um, a taxidermied pony. So it's not the shape of a taxidermy pony, but maybe it is a Ikea taxidermy pony, and you have to assemble it. Let's see if Steve has the strength to pull it out of the box. It's kind of stuck. It's stuck, he says. The drama is riveting here. <laughs> Jason Welch, Welch asks, what, no podcast shots and or beers tonight? Uh, maybe we'll save the beers for next episode. We're recording two episodes tonight. Don't knock over my water on the floor. He's throwing boxes everywhere. That looks like a nice case. Oh shoot! It says Italia. Here, come put come put it on my lap, and we'll we'll open it together. This is an Italia case. Does it contain an Italia guitar? Ooh, that's a great question. It does not. <laughs> it contains that's true. an Italia. Long guitar, a bass. Damn, let me get the uh, the logo down so we can actually look at that thing. Well, it shouldn't be in tune. It was just shipped. This is super cool. This is a uh, Italia Mondial. Uh, does that thumbrest slide? It does. Oh, it's an adjustable thumbrest. That's wild. And Grant is just sending this to you. Just early Christmas. Early Christmas. Thank you, Grant. You're ridiculous. Big ear pedals. I'll put the logo back up. They send us cool stuff. They love us because they love you guys, too. Steve, we have to record some actual bass content with you. I know, right? Do you get do you get any sort of, like, Christmas break from work or anything like that? This Dude, year? I've been capped out on PTO for, like, nine months. I just need to put in for it. We need to, You need to take, like, a day off, and we'll record some actual, like, music content over here. I've always had my eye on Italia stuff. This it's so cool. Rad. So I've had my eye on this type of bass for a long time, the Mondia, actually for years. And uh, But I've never – I've played one once a super long time ago. 
That's Damn, it, dude. Man. That's a wild thing to send, Grant. And this is like <laughs> it's uh, pretty incredible. The back of it's actually like super yellowed. I wonder it's if hard it was, to see. Wonder if it was hanging in a shop window or something. Oh, is it active? It's got a nine volt. It's got a it's got a battery in there right now. So I think it's got like an know, active circuit in it. I think the um, it may oh. have a piezo. Oh, a piezo, piezo, piezo. Uh, in the saddles. I don't know this for sure, uh, but I'm trying to figure out otherwise, why would you have five controls on a... It's got to have some sort of... Unless it's... Or it's an active EQ. It's some sort of active EQ is my guess. That's pretty nice. Let me let me hold that thing. I'm going to play some long guitar here. Yeah, that sounds fantastic, Ryan. Ooh, yeah, I am a long guitar boy go play now. A, go play a untuned... A detuned uh, bass. <laughs> Pretty cool. Now you've got two basses that have that wood bridge going on. Yeah. you got yeah. that Eastwood bass, and now you've got this one. you got to br- bring this over. Bring your Eastwood bass. We're going to do some bass content. I need to free up a stand. Yeah, the bridge is a, is a piezo. 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 Um, so you could run it. Ah! You, could run the, you could run that part by itself. And this is a full scale, which I, I, uh, my, the Eastwood is not a full scale. That's super cool, man. Thanks so much, Karen. And also Grant and Karen and Grant. And the thumb rest moves. <laughs> and the thumb rest moves. <laughs> the thumb rest moves. It's battery. Michael Krause says in the chat, the thumb rest moves. It's battery powered. A collaboration with Chase Plus Audio makes <laughs> more creative than you are. <laughs> oh, man. First topic. Should we get into it or do we have another sponsorship uh, we need to do, do first? Let's do our other sponsorship. Our other sponsorship for this episode. Let me pull up the notes. I got them. Uh, is uh, from Diderio. Our friends at uh, Diderio are D'Addario. back to sponsoring the show. Yeah. And right now, all 60 Cycle Hum listeners can get 25% off their entire order. Their whole order, Steve? Uh, on orders over $50 on Diderio.com by entering coupon code HUM25 at checkout. This is going to run through 1221, so you can take this all the way into Christmas. I should order probably a fresh set of strings for that guy over there. Yeah. And... Uh, you know they can go. I use the bass strings. Uh, obviously, you have those. Uh, those I have a XTs. couple strings here that I love. I've been in love with the XT 11s. I just ordered a whole bunch of them. I've got a stack of these now. I also got these baritone strings. I got a whole bunch of baritone strings in, so I get to restring my baritones. And another Diderio product that I really like makes a great gift during the holidays. Uh, their cleaning kit and repair kits. I use all the time they're just so convenient to have everything in one place yeah. comes with like a little mat comes with a little folding thing to prop up your neck all the cleaning supplies you need the repair kit has all kinds of cool tools in it uh i i constantly grab these is, things when i'm working on guitars is this right one here. just the cleaning kit this is so just the cleaning also, kit um the other thing that i have that i like is these auto lock uh straps yeah, those straps are cool uh, i keep one in my bag because it'll fit on like any guitar any of my guitar, I can just slap it on there at any time. And so that one over there, these are the strings I use. This is a different size. Yeah, those are baritone strings, not, oh, not that's the blast why, That's strings. why I don't use those ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like bass, only there's more strings, and they're smaller than the bass strings. Yeah, so just head on over there, didadario.com. Yeah. Use code HUM25 for, 
for 25% off. Well, also there's or more. there's a link down below in the description uh, that has the direct link that lets you know that you clicked our link because yeah. it's got our name in the link. So that's how it works. All right. Uh, topic, Steve? Do we have a topic? Uh, we do have a topic. I forget what it was. Oh, it was like it His was first Nam. topic was sent by Tony Malvano, and he said Nam is canceled. Tony is Malvano that- same sounds like a guitar that Italia would make. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, does that mean with Nam canceled in 2021? Uh, at least the first one is Summer Nam also canceled. I would bet that Summer Nam is canceled again. Um. Does that mean there will be no new products in 2021? No. Obviously, there's going to be new products. What's going to happen, though, is that um, those products aren't going to be all launched around the same event. And so I think we're going to see brands not launching to tease as much because usually they'll launch stuff before it's ready to hit NAM and be like, here it is. Oh, don't worry, guys. Oh, here we got product coming out. Here it is. I think we're going to see p- brands launching when stuff is actually ready, right? Instead of trying to be teases about it because they're trying to court, uh, you know, retailers and stuff. They'll do all that courting behind the scenes and then do yeah. announcements when things are actually ready. That's my. That's what I'm thinking, anyways. That's what I would do if I was running one of these brands. I think you're just going to see a lot of uh, of. Uh Tube screamers. Mini, like mini NAMs. Miniature NAMs. Miniature NAMs. A lot of, you know, a lot of companies are trying to do that. We we participated in Guitar.com's yeah. uh, festival thing that they did. Uh, I think uh, there's been a few other attempts by brands to be like, hey, we're doing our own sort of NAM, sort of media rush sort of thing. There was a bunch of builders that yeah. got together and were doing kind of like live videos for a weekend or something. Um, I forget that whole organization who is behind that. But I think we'll see attempts at those sorts of things. Yeah. And I mean, new, uh, new products are already getting released for Christmas. And I wonder how many of these, uh, were, would have been NAM releases. Right. Totally. Uh, and now instead are, you know, November releases or yeah, whatever, yeah. like the, I mean, would boss, the new iPhone stuff or would the, boss would have, would they have announced the, or teased the, the tone bender at yeah. summer NAM? Yeah. You know, or would they uh, have teased maybe the the metal zone Waza, not the metals, and the hype the, <laughs> the heavy metal Waza at the upcoming is it actually, Winter Nam? Is it actually teased? Is that just they teased what it? No, they officially it teased it. Oh, okay, Matt Knight and Yoshi did a live video together and oh. talked about yeah, it's coming. Don't worry, we're ma- okay. we're working on the the heavy metal, so it's official. Yeah. Um, oh, right, because I watched I'm, – I'm stupid. I literally listened to Guitar Nerds this week. Yeah. And they and he and Matt talked about uh, that, that they are going to do something really interesting, uh, which is they are going to create a Facebook group. They did already. Uh, I'm they, in it. They created a Facebook group for – basically for heavy metal owners to come in and be like, how – like, what do you guys want? Right, right. And it real- seems like most people want a blend knob on a HM2. Mm. Um, other people have other ideas, but that seems like to be the common thing. Like, give us a blend knob. Apparently, that's a common thing on uh, kind of boutique versions of the yeah. HM2. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Not not to get too into the into the the chitter chatter, the weeds. I don't know what, what to call it, but. 
Um, I was really uh, stoked to not, not, you know, the the. I know a lot of people wanted this to be a the the tone bender to be a FZ two. Right, right, right. Um, but I thought it was really cool that uh, this was a weird direction they went. Um, that is, uh, like a another collaboration. Sure, sure. Um, so it's you know it's the official. Uh, that was another thing, man. I'm just quoting guitar nerds. You can do right it here, Steve. Just do um, it. Is that this is an official color sound product or yeah. color sound solo sound solo sound solo sound product? Like this isn't like. Because I I know early, when it was first released, there were people who were like, oh man, they're gonna get it's not a clone. Cease and desist. It's it's licensed. Yeah, this is a this is an official. Yeah, official everyone's product. on board. Everyone that needs to be on board is on board. Actually, I can so uh, people had been mentioning uh, this company that makes a really uh, apparently really decent tone bender yeah. clone. I hit them up and I was like, hey, everyone's talking about you uh, surrounding <laughs> the, you know this boss pedal. Uh, you send me one, I want to check it out, and then if I can get my hands on the boss pedal, I'll do a comparison. So they're going to send me one of their pedals. That should have been – that's a, a, kind of a, a side topic. This is just going to be all over the place, whatever. Um, what do you think is a limited run for boss? Ooh, man, that's a good question. But first, we got a super chat that I'll shout out here. Fret Level Midnight, which is a great name, by the way. Uh, getting KMI's ultimate drive after research. KMI's equals Joyo with symmetrical clipping. Oh. Thank you for the vid. You bet, fret level midnight. And thank you for having a cool name. All right. So, what is a limited run for Boss? Because I think a limited run for, I mean, a limited run for uh, Chase Bliss was a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And it sold out in like an, less than an hour. But then I've you see limited runs for. You know, other companies, I think we've seen limited runs from like Keeley and stuff when he's got, you know, a small box full of yeah. special transistors. He'll be like, okay, there's only 50 of these. Right. Like, is it going to be 50 uh, tone benders from Boss or is it going to be 5,000? My gut tone is, benders? That is it's going to be somewhere in the five to 10,000 range. I, I, Do you I, think they were able, because it's all, it all hinges on them getting those germanium transistors. Yeah, you, Do you think they got 5,000 of those things? Sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know. Like my my gut is 10k. Sassy cat says 10k question mark. My gut is 10k. I don't know why. They would. I'd think. Yeah, man, they always make it seem like those things are so rare, and you can never get them in huge batches. And you'd have to like check the tolerances of every single one. I it it seems crazy to me that they would be able to run. A big run like that, unless they were having new right uh, components manufactured. They probably, they probably aren't. Uh, you know, they probably aren't. I don't know. You know, maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Well, and the other thing is, is it, even if they do get them manufactured, I guess like a big part of it is that all these components have to be hand selected. Like they have to right. be uh, hand checked and whatever. Well, that's the whole Waza thing, anyways. That they're being made in Japan, right? The old school. Um, but way. I'm saying it's not just that it's like, oh, it's made in Japan, you know, by hand and whatever. It's that like the components, and this is always a thing with transistors, right? Is uh well it's not always a thing with transistors because um it's you know uh it's whatever. But like you don't have to uh you don't have to check transistors. You could just buy a bunch of like right. NPN, whatever, whatever number transistors and be like there you go, that's it. That's what you get. 
Um, or you can do the, the th- that whole thing, and you can do that with the resistors and caps. And you know, a resistor might be, uh, you know, a, a hundred. I don't know, like a hundred k resistor might have a taller from a certain brand might have a tolerance of like ten percent. And you're like, you know what? Every pedal that I build, I want this resistor to to be uh, within five percent or whatever. And so you're going to check it all. Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Going back to Nam though. <laughs> um, I think it'll be interesting. I want to go back to Nam. Yeah, I want to go back to Nam too. Uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see if Nam is able to restart. Like, will how many companies will be like? Because in you know in the various groups that we're in with builders and whatnot, yeah. I've seen lots of people be like, I'm never going back to Nam. Like it's over. Like I don't care. Like I don't need Nam. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many companies actually go back to Nam. How many uh, hold up to that? that they're having right now right if it's out there and other businesses are doing it i have a feeling they'll be compelled to go back but if no businesses go back i mean nam 2020 at the beginning of the year might have been the last nam ever i think some of it could also be like or the last nam that mattered i don't know conceptually i think a lot of these brands are seeing that uh the um that maybe they're focusing on other stuff this year and not seeing a decline. I mean, I don't know. I I can't say that there is or isn't a decline in sales, right? Right. You would you would think there's a decline in sales because people have less money, and a lot of people are out of work and and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, um, I, it kind of seems like uh, at least some of the companies are still figuring it out and. And doing okay. Business you know. has continued. Everyone's still making sales. Everyone's still shipping product, and they've done it without Nam. Yeah, so. And, and so this could be that that fo- that shift, and and where people are saying, like you said, like, well, maybe I can market into these stores just with like the I'd call it like tradi- well, I think tradi- it, traditional new marketing, right? right. Like you're not looking, you're not relying on. Premier guitar ads or whatever, you're just relying on on YouTube or, or on yeah. uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Pay us I think fifty dollars and we'll post a picture of your gear on Instagram. The false premise of of Nam since we've been going is that oh, this is supposed to be a, a place where the builders and the manufacturers are networking with the retailers. But the reality of it is that it's just become a media blitz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any business that they're doing is probably pretty minimal. Yeah. So maybe we'll see it transition all the way to just be like, oh, you know, this isn't for business. This is just for media exposure. Right. Like, let's let's just completely because everyone's already done all their business online over the phone. However, they do it traveled to the retailers that are big enough to be traveled to. And the rest is just media blitz. The NAM Museum is like which 30 miles from us. They should just. Like they probably have a couple of rooms there they could set up as recording studios and just be like, all right, guys, here's the deal. Send contact uh, a bunch of companies, send us right. stuff. Uh, that place isn't that big. Never mind. It's this, not very this big. Idea over is there. Bad. That's a bad idea. <laughs> this idea won't work. But like it I I think we could see a shift in how NAM is treated by the manufacturers and the guitar industry, anyways, because a lot of the builders in the guitar industry are super small mm-hmm. compared to you know, the bigger boys that display at Nam, like, you know, like a fold out table with, you know, a couple pedals on it is way different than yeah. the booth that's got a second 
story on it and they've you know they're hauling in grand pianos and, and whatever uh the uh you know a lot of these companies just barely exist as far as guitar stuff goes so i don't know i'm looking forward to it i miss hanging out with everyone i yeah. miss the social aspect of it whatever happens we need something like that to replace it mm-hmm. um i miss sharing an airbnb with everyone and waking up hung over in the morning and and eating uh cold double doubles out of the fridge <laughs> Dude, cold double doubles is where it's at. Dude, next day cold double doubles. Yeah, that's good Nam food right there. Anyways, the next you gotta eat the fries hot though. (laughs) The next dad. Oh, we never did it. What's new for me? Not that it matters. We what's new for you? Right? No, we're not gonna. We'll we'll save it for next dad. All right. Yeah, it'll all be old news by then. But who cares? Trading He-Man figures for drum. I need a good condition snare drum. Eight lugs, Tama, Pearl, or Yamaha, or well-kept hi-hat symbols, Sabian or Zildjian bronze or similar. I will trade you 10 He-Man figures, Skeletor, Snake Mountain Castle, Spider, Walking Dragon, and Armored Car. I don't know the value of these toys, but I feel like he's probably gunned for a pretty nice snare drum here because this sounds like the full set. I feel like the Skeletor, Snake Mountain Castles it sounds legit, there. right? It's been a long time since I was a, a He-Man boy. That was that was early '80s. Oh, maybe not. This is only twenty-seven dollars on eBay. Uh, okay, he wants a trash snare then. <laughs> but my thought with this, I mean, we don't need to keep looking at the ad. There's a hundred-dollar one. We get the gist of it. Um, if you were going to trade some musical gear that you had for a bunch yeah. of nostalgic toys. What toys would you trade for? Like if you say you've got something worth like 250 bucks, like a pedal, a speaker cab, something like that. Yeah. And a trade comes up and they're offering the toys of your nostalgic childhood. What gets it for you? Um, so the problem is, I think the first thing that came to mind it's just going to I mean, end up being like the, a chemistry set or something actual, boring. The actual first thing that came to mind was... A speaking spell. Even though I wasn't super... Oh, dude, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, uh, even though I wasn't super into it, super into them was like Ninja Turtles. Oh, man. Uh, but then my thought was like, you know what? Like, I could expand this out. This was... I felt like this could have been a toy for me, even though it wasn't. Um, and I'd have to frame it, maybe, in a certain way. It was a toy for Steve, and he needs to frame it a certain way. Um, It's about to get weird. Would be uh, like baseball cards. Oh, so you trade for baseball cards? But then the problem is, is none of the baseball cards of my childhood are worth anything (laughs) Uh, because the '80s were fraught with overproduction. Oh, yeah. I I had a friend in the '90s who got some baseball card, and he was like, "This is worth five hundred dollars," and he put it in uh, plexiglass or whatever, and locked it in his dad's safe. And his thought was like, oh, this is going to pay for college someday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's certain – like there's certain older – anyway, yeah, there's a – it's a whole thing. Um, but, I, you know, that would have to be like a super specific like card set. Right, right. Like you can't just be like, oh, yeah. Like if you were like, oh, I'm going to trade a $250 pedal for baseball cards of my childhood, that's going to be like 30,000 baseball cards. <laughs> Or to be an even trade. <laughs> right. Like literally the baseball cards of my childhood are worth one to three cents a piece for like just basic cards. Wow. Like and it, there are certain cards, you know, 
desirable players that are worth more, but nothing from that era. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's changed. You I don't would, think anything from that era. What about Pokemon cards, Steve? I'm too old for Pokemon cards. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like plenty of people are into Pokemon. I did not catch What about any, Magic the Gathering? I did not catch any of them. <laughs> not a single Pokemon? I, I feel like I've caught more Pokemon than you, and I I've mean, never I play, played a Pokemon game in I my life. I played Pokemon Go, but I'm saying I, like, I wasn't a card kid. Right, right. I think I was probably like two years too old for Pokemon. If it had come out yeah. two years earlier... I would have played it on Game Boy. Mm. I would have been in high school or whatever, and I would have been all about it. But it came out like late high school for me, yeah, or yeah. like early college, and I was like, I don't care about Pokemon. What is what is this hot trash? So I think I would I would trade for Dino Riders toys. Oh, Do you remember Dino yeah. Riders, dude? We did a song about Dino Riders. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, get on your dinos and ride. Damn, I forgot about that song. I don't think we ever recorded it. No, that was that was like a trash scratch song. That was it was just fun. <laughs> it was a fun song. Oh man, I'll have to see if I have a note recording of that somewhere. Um, but yeah, I loved Dino Riders as a kid. If you don't know Dino Riders, it was a cartoon, a Mattel cartoon. I think it was one of these was cartoons it? that exists only to sell toys <laughs> that already exist. Oh, yeah, okay, we came up with this toy line. Let's make a cartoon now. It was something they did in the eighties yeah. and early nineties. No, for sure. Uh, and it was. I want Michael Bay to rape my childhood the same way he did with Transformers and Mutant Ninja Turtles and whatnot. Take Dino Riders. It's a perfect property for a movie. Future people traveled back in time into prehistoric times to fight aliens while riding dinosaurs that are mounted up with lasers and all kinds of missiles and stuff like that. It's it's sitting right there, Michael Bay explosions and dinosaurs and aliens and future people with spaceships and stuff so much hype so dino riders guess how many episodes of dino riders there's probably only like 18 episodes yeah dino riders lasted one season Mm -hmm. that's how Uh, all those shows were 14 episodes uh this was a uh the music was a saban uh saban levy joint Uh uh-huh um and it, it was made to launch Tycho. Dino Riders toys. Yeah. They were rad toys. Dinosaurs plus aliens and lasers. It was rad. It was a rad time to be alive. Somebody in there said uh, they have uh, Nissan says he has Beast Wars figures. There's I never got like super into Transformers. When I was a kid, like I just had I was a Lego guy. There might there might be actually I love Legos. I could probably see like drop in like a two hundred fifty dollar pedal for like a classic like Oh man, the Lego Space Monorail. Dude, that thing's yes. got to be worth more than two hundred fifty dollars. Yes, no, like I'd I'd probably throw a pedal at you know some vintage like Blacktron Space yeah stuff yeah that no, was that was like my even, childhood I'm right thinking there even like pre Blacktron yeah I know you're you're talking about the uh, you know the blue space stuff yeah with the uh, the yellow plastics and the and the you know movable arms with the grabbers and yeah. stuff like that who would play Chitara in live action Thundercats. <laughs> We already did a Cats movie. It didn't turn out so good. Let's not do a live-action th- Thundercats. It's not necessary. <laughs> Last thing we need is, you know, space cat buttholes on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does Chitar not wear clothes? I don't know, man, but they did that movie Cats, and everyone was talking about how there's buttholes in it. Um, Dude, that movie had to have launched an entire generation of furries. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gross, dude. Or it's, or it scared people out of it. Like, no oh, way. It's like, oh, this is where this is going. No, thank no, you. All, there are a bunch of people going like, yeah, these are my people. All right. Time for a sponsor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, speaking of Cats the movie, uh, this next sponsor is uh, Sure. Oh, hey, Sure. I'll pull this one up here. Uh, this is in partnership with Sweetwater. Uh, they want you to know lots of price drops on Sure products, including several of their most popular microphones, wireless systems, headphones, and the KSM8 microphone is $100 off until the end of the year. Also, I've got a little overlay thing here. They've got this cool new microphone. Oh, yeah, the MV7. The M- <laughs> yeah, Steve, quick on the uh, on the model number there. The MV7, it looks like a Sure SM7B, which is a very expensive microphone, but this is only 250 bucks. And it's a podcast-specific microphone. So if you got a podcast like us, yeah. but you want to look really fancy pants and have people think that you're running the really expensive studio mic, you get this thing. And honestly, it probably works better for a podcast than the SM7B because it's actually set up for your crappy podcast mm-hmm. vocals or whatever. Um, it looks cool. I want to know more about this MV7. But anyways, uh, click the link we've got down in the description uh, to take you to all of these sure deals over there at Sweetwater. Huge thanks to Sweetwater and Sure Microphones. Uh, I use an SM57 for all my demo stuff. It's overhead right now. Longtime fan of the SM57. Yeah. It is a workhorse for me. I use it all the time, and I recommend it all the time. I just re- recommended it to uh, Pusheen, Mike Adams. Uh, he was like, hey, what, what lav mics do you use for all your videos? It's like, I don't. I use an SM57, and his mind... Was blown. So, anyways, huge thanks to Sure and Sweetwater yet again. And on to the next uh, sponsor, oh, Chase Bliss Audio. There we go. Uh, Chase Bliss Audio, they make pedals more creative than you are with a digital brain and analog heart. It doesn't matter what you're looking for unless what you're looking for is a flanger. Don't even ask. Just no, don't. I've heard that the, the Spectre is going up. Oh, it's like $600 on it, Reverb. On now. the used market. People yeah. are paying a big chunk of change for those flanges now so maybe they'll bring the flange back yeah <laughs> uh, i'm telling you uh when the next round of bliss factories come out i'm planning on jumping on that train yeah i want one i've been watching people's videos of them I'm like damn that oh, it is, is doing what i want a chase bliss fuzz factory to do it's doing the crazy things it's making all the chirping squealing like like yeah. theremin yeah. sounds <sighs> they look like a lot of fun um, so yeah, go check out chaselessaudio.com. Support them because they support the content that you love. Show after show, episode after episode. Huge thanks, Chaseless Audio. All right, uh, album review? Is that what Album we review. Album time. review. Kings this, of Leon. This week's album review. Let me find my notes. I didn't even screen grab my notes because i took so few but i already know what i'm this is kings of leon only by the night this is their breakout album this is the one that made them famous this is the album that made them famous uh just off the top the first track i said i thought i listened through this album twice because i listened through it monday and i took notes today um i said you know that i feel like this album starts off Maybe not the strongest start, but it's an interesting start. Sure. And the problem is, is I already had listened to the rest of the album. I'm like, why is this uh, uh, album, why is the first song more interesting than the rest of the album? <laughs> um, 
also <laughs> this song and multiple times through the out al- through this album i just kept thinking like they were tr- really trying hard to channel bush mm interesting yeah i i made a note um well let, let me let me dig in and plant my heels and establish where i'm going to go with what i think about this album um my wife for a long time has said that she thinks the singer sounds like me. Like the way I sing is the way he sings. Like there's some sort of vocal thing happening that reminds her of me when, when Kings of Leon comes on the radio. Yeah, that's what I think too. But then I'm sitting there listening to He's it. He's a way better singer than you, well, Ryan. Yeah, obviously. I'm sitting there listening to it and like, uh, is that what I sound like? This is so annoying. I don't. <laughs> and, and then I started to think, you know what? I really like a lot of the instrumentation here. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on with the band. The singer, I'm just not into the singer, probably because it sounds like me if it does. I don't think it sounds like you because I think he's a mumbler. I feel like, at least on this album, he mumbles. What's a, what's a line from one of their songs? What's a, I've been, let's see if I can yeah. do it. I, do can't, it. I can't remember do the it, words. Ryan. Sing a song. I've been waiting around. Yeah, see, you have like this high. But that's what he does. No, but and like, he's got like a little bit of vocal fry on the edge of everything. I, I don't think you. I don't feel he, like okay. The same. But anyways, one of my notes was I would find this a lot more interesting if it was a more middle of the road, like '90s alternative kind of voice. Like if it was a Scott Weiland, if it even was a Michael Stipe, if it was a Gavin Rosdale, like mm. you just said, like that kind of middle of the road, more um, standard kind of sounding voice. I guess, I guess some, there's some, some notes he hits. It's just that, that way he sings. I think it would work like for half of a song across a couple songs, but because it's the same vocal styling throughout every single song like it just starts to get exhausting to me oh bigger says steve listen to earlier records you can't understand a damn word (laughs) um i think some of it is that like the um maybe the reason i can't compart is because i can't separate kings of leon from like this southern accent singing that he does Okay. Maybe, maybe I just need to hear you sing some some uh, Kings of Leon songs like with a Southern accent. Can you fake a Southern accent, Ryan? Can you do that? Well, I don't know. I think I could try. Wow, that's yeah. <laughs> um, so sex. Sex on Fire is, is <laughs> Sex on Fire is what I think of as the big hit. It wasn't the big hit. You somebody was the big hit. Uh-huh. Um, I <laughs> Sex on Fire is such a stupid song. <laughs> and apparently, I was reading about it, and originally the song was about nothing. Uh huh. And they were just like throwing words out, and somebody walked by the studio where they were recording, and they were just like saying words to a melody. And he was like, and I think the line was like, set us on fire. And the guy who was walking by was like, did you just say sex on fire? And they were like, let's write an entire song about that. Sex on fire is a good hook, it, it, um, it really is. I, but I hate the guitar playing that like dick and dick and dick. Like it's like, it's like a perverted ska <laughs> perverted. It's ska. like bad you just ska. sold me. You just it's sold like me on that. Ska. Um, I don't know what, what, what is going on, but I don't like it. 
I said, uh, the upstroking guitar thing fuels my nightmares. This song won a Grammy. I, I do like the guitar work on the chorus. It's just the bridge guitar work or the verse guitar work I don't like. Also, my headcanon and a lot of people's headcanons is that this song is um, about an STD. Ah. Yeah. yeah but that- I actually, again, you can't understand a freaking single word this guy says in the song except uh, your sex is on fire. Um, apparently this song is just about like trying to bang everywhere. Oh. Like, oh, we're in the street. Let's bang. Oh, we're in it. Well, there's an alley over there. Let's bang. Hmm. Like, oh, we're in the grocery store. Oh, we're, uh, we're at church. Oh, we're, you know, he's just naming. We're at the DMV. He's just like naming places to make out. Let's put the D in the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, man. you say maybe DMV stands for dick meat vagina. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm never going to forget it now, but it's terrible. Um, <laughs> he has a, there's a song on this album called 17, and he kept saying, like, she was 17. And all I, I looked it up and I was like, oh, you were 26. Uh oh. One of my most damning comments on the album is I got about two thirds of the way through it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I kind of wish I was listening to silver sun pickups instead. <laughs> that is a damning comment from you. Yikes. <laughs> it's just, it's just so much sameness. It's one of those things where they have a formula and they just do it over and over and over again. And they were able to get some radio hits out of it. Good for them. Good for them that they're making a living doing this stuff. Um, but it would just it just got a little bit exhausting to me. I did I did enjoy the instrumentation throughout most of the album, uh, but it seemed like the mix of it was super low. Like the the vocals are way on top of everything. It was almost right. mixed like a praise and worship album. <laughs> it does kind of have that vibe, and I, I don't know what came first. Uh, I definitely think I have heard um, one of the songs on here that somebody like took the guitar part. Oh no, I'm thinking of a killer song. Never mind. Right. Right. Also, if you like Kings of Leon, why the killers already exist? I, I just, I don't understand Kings of Leon. This was, a, I was listening to this at work. One of my coworkers was like walking by and he goes, Oh, you're listening to only in only by the night. And I go, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I picked this album to review tonight. And he goes, Oh man, that's like, that's their best album. This is one of like their. This is such a great album. It's one of my favorite albums from college, and and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh, cool. And then he texts me later, and he's like, hey man, um, let me know what your favorite song was. Um, I don't know that I had a favorite song. Um, yeah, me either. I don't. I don't think any of these songs jumped out as like, oh yeah, I, I love. This I know. Song. I know of the singles. Notion was my favorite single. Of these, uh, um, of the songs, of the singles on here, the tenth track, "Be Somebody." I said I like the start of this, uh, but then after I typed out that I like the start of this, I realized it's because I, it sounds like you too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool, uh, you made a, you made a U two song, cool. Even like the end of the song has this breakdown in it that sounds like a breakdown off of like Joshua Tree. Which we, I know we reviewed like a month right. ago. And then the last song on this album just sounds like uh, montage music from a CW. 
cartoon drama. That's, that's a good way to put it. Um, we have a sh- we have a shared experience with this band in that we were at a party probably 15 years ago. Oh, okay. and and someone was talking to us about how they went to go see you too, and they were just bitching and moaning that they had to sit through Kings of Leon. Oh, really? Opening the set. Open opening for you too, and they're like, ah, oh, we had to sit through this awful Kings of Leon band, and they're just so obnoxious the way they act like they're rock stars and stuff like that. When like you two's about to play, and I think both of us at that time were like, damn dude, why why do you why are you so angry about Kings of Leon? <laughs> but now maybe fifteen years later, I guess <laughs> I just I just because uh, I always only just heard the the radio. Hits, yeah. and I was like, oh, they're fine, I guess. This I don't is, know. I this don't, is that- one of those cases for me where, you know, this is a technically proficient album. It's not bad. Right. Yeah, I wish I just- wish the instruments were mixed higher in the mix, and I wish that the vocals were offset with something to break up the monotony. Yeah, a lot of people love this band. This album came out in, what, 2009? I don't even know what I was listening. I, in 2009, I was listening to the same music that I was listening to in 2003. Let's be honest. Sure. 2009. Now we all know what you were 2009. To. Yeah, no, you do because you've been Jimmy Eat World and Weezer. How? No, I, I don't think I've ever been like a Weezer, a Weezer boy. A Weezer boy. Okay. But um, I I thought this album was kind of meandery. This is an album where you play it, put it on at a party because it's got three songs that people recognize, and it's got other songs that nobody's going to care about. That's true. Like, that's just how I feel. Oh, yeah, and I remember that story Jason Welch just mentioned that they quit a show in St. Louis after three songs because the pigeons were, pigeons were crapping on him. <laughs> well, what would you do? If there was a ton of pigeons crapping on you, would you keep playing? I would. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I guess there was like a big old thing about it. I probably wouldn't even notice, honestly, if pigeons were crapping on me while I was playing. Unless it was getting all over. You'd probably, you'd probably look better. If it was getting all over the fretboard, then I would notice. But if it was right, like landing right. on my shoulders and my head or whatever, I'd be like, oh, is it raining? I don't know what's going on. If it got in my mouth, I would stop. Okay, I understand. If it got anywhere near my mouth or my eyes or anything like that, and I was like, oh, shoot, there's bird poop on me. Yeah, can you imagine? Show's over. Can Show's you imagine, over. you know, everything's going on. You're like, wow, you're sick. <laughs> I got a mouthful of bird Boo boo! Oh, oh, gross! <laughs> I'm done. And then I would remember how much I'm being paid to play a couple songs on a big stage. I'm like, <gasps> okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> Bring on the birds! <laughs> I should probably stop that. You should probably stop a that. Really Steve. annoying sound. It's really gross. Really weird. Really annoying. Last ad. No, we got to do some housekeeping. Oh, oh, there's a little tease. Okay. Uh, if you enjoy, if you're enjoying this riveting content and this complete massacre that is us talking about Kings of Leon, uh, you can support us over on Patreon uh, for where for as little as one dollar a month, uh, you can support this show. Yeah, or as much as the entire GDP of the entire planet. You could support us at that level if you want to. You probably can't. I mean, Patreon's going to take their cut, but we'll be able to live very severely privileged lives. Uh, So this week, we'd like to thank uh, for supporting us at the $1 level is uh, Laura Garcia. And at the $12 level is uh, Matt Williams. And uh, if you again, if you want to support the show, just check out the link down in the description. Mm -hmm. Head on over to patreon.com slash 
60 cycle humcast. That's us. Or just search for it. Yeah, you'll see it. You'll see the logo. The logo. The logo. Yeah, you'll see the logo. The logo. (laughs) So this ad was sent to us by Andrew Higgs. It's for a Les Paul bed. I love love this bed so much and so sad to see it go, but my son has outgrown it. Heavy duty. Comes with three wood slats. Bed is in great shape. That means you can't use it with a uh, uh, memory foam mattress. (laughs) Bed is in great shape. Just normal wear. Two of the guitar heads on the footboard have broken off. But have been repaired. No visible damage to them. Bed only. Well, you know, they're mattress not included. They're stronger after you repair them. They yeah. probably won't break yeah. in the same place again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, that's a Gibson joke. This the the premise of this ad is false because your son's done with his guitar. You this son your son's done with his bed. You move this bed into the master bedroom, baby. Oh, it's only it's a time. fall. No, you compromise. You're like, I don't care, honey. We're getting rid of the California King. We're taking the guitar bed into the bedroom. This is it. Oh, man. It's never been hotter in this bedroom. <laughs> this is a, oh, no, this is a bad idea. Never have a guitar-themed bedroom. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out what this liner is. I want to know if these this is real. I, I looked through all the pictures of the in the actual ad for this. I want to know what this wallpaper, this sports wallpaper is. Oh, yeah. You saw the sports uh, wallpaper. Because I want to know if these are like actual... Professional athletes, or it looks just like, like pictures. Mul- it looks like every sport. I see no, there's, baseball, there's, basketball, hockey, uh, football, and golf. Football or, and golf, soccer. Sorry, you know, no golf. All the sports, every sport. I'm sure if we could see behind the bed, we'd see the high diving back there. Yeah. Um, what, do you know what these figures are? What's up with I these figures? Don't. Anybody know what these figures they are? They look like army men, but I don't. I doubt that they are. That is such a large display. They case look very specific for these things. Uh, yeah, I try, well, the problem is, is I don't know what they are. So short of being able to read what that says, which it, what are those? What are they? Solve the Where's mystery. Nissan? Nissan would know. Also, this is the ad that Emily Harris commented oh, yeah. on, saying, "Whose kid has a globe these days?" And everyone's like, "Uh, everyone's kid has a globe." Kids love globes. Okay, they're selling the bed, not the globe. They're keeping the globe for the kid. Kids yeah. love globes. Yeah. I wanted. How old do you think this kid is? Oh, he's probably in his teens now. I bet that was a bed for, um, like a like a ten year old to an eleven year old. I hope. Yeah. yeah it maybe. might be. It might be a teenage bed though. It seems so impractical. Like it. They mentioned the head socks broke off of the footboard, and I believe it. There shouldn't be yeah. any left over. Like a, and maybe that's me speaking from my tall privilege, my tall experience being a tall teenager. I would have kicked every single one of those off in the middle of the night because my feet hung off of every single bed ever. Yeah, same. Craig Lee's kid has a globe. A he lot, just said that. Lot, Karen from Big Ear says, dude, he's 45. <laughs> <laughs> he finally moved out and his parents are like, all right, time to get rid of the guitar bed and the globe. <laughs> Globes are nerds fidget spinners, says Kevin Hernandez. That's kind of... I, I, I'm. I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I guess. Did you have globes in the house when you were a kid? Uh, no, we were an encyclopedia family. So you had maps. I had maps, and I had the complete 1981 or 83 or something Collier's encyclopedia. We had some sort of crazy encyclopedia set, and it would be fun to crack them open and see like all the medical diagrams and stuff like that. Nissan so ever- says that's a monsters in my pocket. 
set. If you collect them all, you get a mountain display case. What? That's crazy. This yeah, this guy might be older. Isn't Monsters in My Pocket like an older thing? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Nissan says it's from the 90s. This dude is old. Or it's a kid with mature tastes in toys. Yeah. This kid, know. yeah, this dude's probably in his 20s or whatever. Are they just getting here? This is a situation where the kid moved away for college and the parents are finally like, okay, time to convert his bedroom into a computer room. He's never yeah. coming back. Yeah. Because it looks too clean. The whole thing looks too clean for it to be lived in by a current young person. Steve, do you want this bed in your life? No. <laughs> yeah, me either. I don't want my wife constantly like offers like, oh, hey, you could put guitars in this space here, decorate this part of the house with guitars. Like I really, we have a couple of guitars around the house. I don't want to be reminded about guitars in every room of the house. Like let's let other rooms be other rooms. Like I've got a garage full of guitars. Like we can chill out on the guitars. You should, someone should just make a bed that has that's like that, but it's got cut out like spots to mount your own guitars in there. If you're going to make a bed out of guitar stuff, amplifiers mm. safe space safe space safe space saving why was that so hard to say yeah. right now yeah. space saving turn amplifiers into bed frames sleep on you know on 4 by 12 cabs turned on their sides mm -hmm. as your box spring why would you put guitars on the, the headboard if when you, you we did have amplifiers if you just made an entire bed out of 8 by 10 Eight by ten base caps, right? And then you plugged in like a giant amp. Yeah, just turn the bass all the way up, treble mids all the way down. Just plug a cable in, magic so it, fingers, so it just starts humming. So, so it's just you got you got this hum because it's not yeah, plugged yeah. in anything. Now your bed's just vibrating all night. Or you take all the boxes from all the pedals that you bought and tape them together, um, and then make that your box spring. I saw a comment. Go back up. Y'all all are ageists, says uh, David65. Who are we discriminating against with our ageism right now? I don't know. Go go up, though. Go up. Somebody mm -hmm. said uh, this was the bed. This is Ted Cruz's bed. What? Yeah, go up. Um, Lu Luis R. Fellew says that dude is the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did uh, SD design? SD Design sent us five dollars. Yeah, thanks, thanks SD, SD design. design. I don't. We missed that when it came in. Uh, he. Oh, there it is. Uh, show support for your favorite YouTube creators. Thank you, SD Design. SD, I saw you comment on a video, oh, like a week or two back, that like one of your comments got taken down. I have no idea what happened. I didn't take any of your comments down, so I don't know what that was all about. But anyways, thank you so much for the super chat. We've got a couple super chats this episode. Yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Everyone's in the in a Christmas giving spirit, I guess. So thanks to everyone for that. You want to tell us about the song, Steve? Yep. Let me get it up here. This week's song is sent by Secondhand Daylight. Uh, Secondhand Daylight says, hi, Ryan. Hi. No, not Steve, just Ryan. Uh, I'm you shouldn't read this, Steve. I should I'm read a, it. I'm a huge fan of your show. Huge. My kids really love it, too. I live in Prague, Czech Republic, and I have a band called Secondhand Daylight. 
Last year we had this song. It was a small hit locally. Anyways, you can have it for free to play. We don't mind. Cool. If you want some other track, we have a few. This year we've we've had a single slash EP, and our album is just about finished. We are really indie, no management or label, just doing our own thing, etc. Hope you like it. There's an MP3 and a wave. The wave is obviously higher quality audio. So you guys who are listening to the audio version of this on your podcast player, you'll hear the song. And you guys who are watching this on YouTube, you won't. Yeah. So anyways, huge thanks for sending the song. Uh, we've got some more songs in uh, in the, uh, the the queue here. But send more. We always need more songs because we play one every single week. Uh, for the first time ever, we had to – well, the first time in a long time, we had to put in filler songs the last two episodes. Yeah. So anyways, oh, also don't forget, we're still going to do the long December cover episode if we get any submissions. We haven't gotten any yet. No. So record your cover of the long December, and we're going to do an episode at the end of the year. a long December? I think it's a long December. A long December, and we're going to do an episode at the end of the year. I don't – I think it's just long December. Okay. All right. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Stay grounded. Please!